0: Welcome to Crushing It, a podcast with notes of knowledge, hints of hilarity, on forward, and super cheesy, which always pairs well
1: with
2: wine. That's good. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> a little bit of class goes a long way. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's
0: a really pleasurable mouthfeel.
2: On a scale of like prison hooch to a Willamette Valley sunrise, I would rate this...
0: A solid seven. Girl knows what she
1: wants.
0: (laughs) They need to put wine in pounders. I'd like to
1: get my hands on that Methuselah. What is that? I don't
0: know shit about this wine.
2: (laughs) We are so damn official. Very official. Very official. I let me, let me put on my blue light glasses so I can read this better. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Off the paper. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Welcome to Crushing It. Crushing It. I'm Sarah. And I'm Carly. Guys, she didn't quit. You thought she did. <laughs> I'm still here. We, we just couldn't get our real lives together because our... Our other job is busy. So it's been a while and we missed you. Yes,
1: and we're excited to share our latest adventure. Um, Very excited. This was a really fun one.
2: It was, it was. But before we do that, let's take a trip back, Carly. Oh, down memory lane. (laughs) Down memory lane. (laughs) We've been to 10, Places before our episode that we're going to give you today. So, we decided as kind of a, um, I don't know, a thank you for letting us come out. And because it's been a while for some of them, we'd give you guys a little update on each of the places that we visited so far. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So, we shall start with Anami, of course, where of it course. all began. <laughs> Although, our actually, first no. stop. Our episode today is technically where it all began oh spoiler alert <laughs> okay so on a me uh i am still working there occasionally so i was up there i was up there i don't know a couple weeks ago but the sun was out the patio was rocking they've got that beautiful view up there so They're still taking reservations. They have pulled out a bunch of library wines to welcome people back. They're so excited to see you. And so the flight is always changing. That's so exciting. (laughs) (laughs) So that's exciting. And then the big news that we knew sort of, kind of, but it wasn't quite official when we were up there, is that they do have a new winemaker. So Gabriella Vignes. is (laughs) Yes. is <laughs> is the new winemaker up there and she's rocking it gabby is awesome if you haven't had a chance to talk to her try to catch her when you're up there she's so fun
1: she's if so you've fun. ever been to ana me for like bubbles fest in the last few years you've definitely met her
2: so um that is Anna me and then our next up was siltstone with our good friend lucy hey lucy hey lucy <laughs> oh, wink <laughs> 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 wink wink nudge nudge she actually sent us a message she is so sweet to let us know that they had some 11s that they would pulled out to sell and um, so I went over there and grabbed some and while I was there hung out on the patio so they've got it all packed in with heaters and there are shawls and blankets for you so um has a nice outdoor experience. That was fun. And then they are going to be releasing their new vintage of Rose in the near future. Be Ooh, on the lookout. Excellent. Very exciting. I believe they're currently still on the open weekends, 12 to 5. So check them out. Yeah, check them out.
1: Uh, what do you got, Carly? Well, next we went up to White Rose. White Rose. White Rose. <laughs> been so long. It's been a while. Uh, we went up to White Rose and let's just go ahead and celebrate White Rose. They ha- are celebrating their 20th anniversary Woo-hoo. for our, um, creating this beautiful estate and getting it uh, going and just making a fabulous place of wine and just good times. So nice job, White Rose, congrats on 20 years. Um, They just recently planted some new Pinot Noir vines. So uh, make yourself a reservation. Go check them out and check out those baby vines.
2: We still have to go up there and get some Chardonnay.
1: Uh, Okay, yes. (laughs) They posted white wine, Mm -hmm. which they are not known for, Mm -mm. uh, on their Instagram. And so I immediately spotted that. And we need to go... I don't know, maybe we should make a call. Is that Chardonnay ready for us to taste? Oh, tres. Oh, tres. Okay, Um, next up, Beacon Hill. Uh, Beacon Hill. So uh, Beacon Hill, I talked to our girl Paige. She let me know that they are doing a Mother's Day pop-up. She said that it is May 8th, 1, to 4 p.m she also said that they have a couple 2020s being released um we're obviously really excited about anything rose and so uh, they are doing a 2020 rose of pinot noir there's also a music series calendar up on their website so if you're feeling the itch to get back into concert mode uh, this would be a really great spot lots of open air lots of nice uh green lawn to sit on and um, grab some wine and listen to some music. Heck yes, let's do it. Yeah, sure. Let's go back to the farm. Ah, yes, the farm, Abbey Road Farm. Abbey Road Farm. So, um, this is kind of cutting it close, but if you do not have plans tomorrow. Tomorrow. (laughs) On May 1st, um, tomorrow, May 1st at 1 p.m., if you can get onto abbey road farms instagram page in their bio they have a link to get some tickets for kentucky derby party i'm super bummed i am working at durant tomorrow so i will not be able to make it perhaps i will wear a big hat
2: just to celebrate on my own (laughs) do you think anyone will notice just to confuse people yeah I like the Kentucky Derby idea. I love think it. that those giant hats will definitely make it really easy to socially distance up there. I love the big hats. Love. The. <laughs> they are also doing those cool sip and shop things, kind of pop-up outdoor markets where yeah. you can drive through and get stuff or stop by and try a, sometimes there's a smash burger or something like that up there. That always looks like fun. I haven't made it.
1: Yeah, and uh, sometimes they have workout classes up there, too. This group that I really like to take classes from, uh, Fresh Air Movement, they will do classes on the farm as well. So, hey, do a little workout, do a little shopping, get a little wine, and then see all the baby animals because it's spring on the farm and there's always baby animals. They are so cute. Oh, and speaking of animals, Sarah... What happened? Our condolences to Abbey Road Farm. Uh, they just lost a very special member of their staff and family. Snowball, the alpaca, just passed away. So really, really sad. Um, you can see Snowball's portrait on uh, one of the labels of their wine, but um, I posted it on our Instagram. So if you know who Snowball is or if you want to know, check him out.
2: That poor alpaca. Oh, Snowball. He was su- He was super photogenic. Very sassy. <laughs> sassy. Oh, and then Jeremy and I actually were out in the neighborhood of Abbey Road Farm and across the street now is a new um, farmhouse brewery called Crowing Hen. So it's a family on a farm, started a brewery, it's a nice spot, enjoy some sun. Grab a beer if you need a break from wine. It's a cool spot, too. Crowing Hen Brewery. Cool. Totally. Um, Okay. And then we went to Abbott Claim. Remember Abbott Claim? I do remember Abbott Claim. And anybody who has gone up there kind of has the same reviews we have. Great time. Great experience. They are, they've updated their website a bit so you can see a little bit more about them and about who they are. They have reservations available on there, of course. And then um, it looks like starting June 4th, they'll be doing hillside tastings with champagne and caviar. I will RSVP, yes, as many times as I can. That might cost you. <laughs> it may, eventually. <laughs> but yes, Andrew's up there killing it. Nice. Um, and then? And then? sara Yes. And up at Mesara. they are, that um, <laughs> I had a different note next to it. And so, um, yes, <clears throat> excuse me, let me uh, find my notes. And my um, notes. basically, our buddy Dom is just kind of telling us like, hey, we are keeping our fingers crossed that our Memorial Weekend event can happen. Um, he says, hey, just watch social media. They're really good about putting out announcements and letting people kn- know what's going on up there. All of these places are lucky even though we have kind of moved backwards in our risk level there is yeah. still a little bit of indoor seating available but they all have beautiful outdoor areas it's just really important at all of them to make sure that you're getting those reservations
1: yes please <laughs> As people who work in the wine industry mm-hmm. that want to make the best experience for you. Please make a good reservation that works for you with the people that you're working with. Uh, You know, just let us know in advance.
2: Yeah, if you can make a reservation, then people know you're coming and they can plan for the staff and then everybody has a good experience. That is the goal. So keep making those reservations. Maysara also opened up their event space to use for the tasting room, so they had plenty of room to spread out. And so they've been able to have some indoor seating as well, um, but they're still just up there doing their thing. Awesome. And then uh, we went to Marshall Davis. Our boys at Marshall
1: Davis. (laughs) So much fun. (laughs) So much fun. Uh, So um, one of the big things that uh, Nick and I have got to experience is their spring release of their Rosé 2020. And uh, Nick and I went to Horseradish. We had brunch, which I love brunch. (laughs) Sarah, do you know what brunch is? (laughs) I can just I learn. Think more than you. Uh, um, we went to Horseradish, which is owned by uh, same people that own Marshall Davis. So we started there and then we quickly went over and had some wine at the Marshall Davis tasting room. Uh, they are always so kind to us and just so welcoming and fun to hang out with. But we were able to try their 2020 rose, which was fun because I had not yet tried any wine from. The year 2020 so that was super fun and it's delicious as always they always do
2: such a good job so
1: go try their rosé 2020s out
2: yeah and uh maybe quickly because if i remember correctly, they always sell, sell out. out
1: really fast they always sell out so yeah go grab it go taste it uh enjoy forever
2: and don't forget about their youtube channel <laughs> oh yeah Subscribe to their YouTube channel. Subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and then we got to go to Alumbra Cellars and Alumbra is having a lot of fun this month. They've opened up the tasting tent for wine club members only. So it's been really cool to see all of the people posting that cool tent just sitting down there in the vineyard, hanging out on the porch in the rocking chairs. All of that stuff is so fun to see um those pop-up dinners that we mentioned while we were there are sold out. Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. We forgot. Oh, <laughs> but rat. if if you were lucky enough to grab a spot it sounds like it's um, kind of a one of a kind deal in the valley here. It's a taste of Yuc- Yuc- <laughs> <laughs> It's a taste of Yucatan with the Olympia Oyster Bar chef and with Alumbra's wine. So Lots of fun. Um, Their website has also opened up for public tastings now that we're getting to the end of April. And so those will kick off starting Memorial Weekend, which is always a fun time here in the Valley. And then looking forward into June, Alumbra is going to be part of a Latinx market that's going to be in the Dundee Hills. And so we'll keep an eye out for that, too. Yeah, we'll
1: definitely be posting about that on our Instagram.
2: Yes. And then, of course, uh, Elena is involved with AYVOY and they graduated their second cohort from that program. So very exciting.
1: Yay. Happy graduation. Happy
2: graduation.
1: That's awesome. Apply for this program, right?
2: Yeah. Applications are up yeah, on now. That's awesome. Totally. And then um, NOMEN. Yes. That was the
1: last place we had been until our most recent interview. So um, at NOMEN, they are also hosting a Mother's Day event. Um, really exciting. It's on May 9th from 10 to 3 and they will be having live music and brunch. Um, I believe it is the same food truck as our grand opening, which was Renegade, and that was delish. It was so really good. everybody mm-hmm. was happy with their food. Good it was stuff. delicious. So, yeah, go uh, check them out. Mother's Day event and they also have really great spots to sit both inside and outside. Uh, The inside of course has those two giant garage type doors that open all the way up. So it's kind of like you're sitting outside even if you're under the roof.
2: Totally. It's been cool to see everybody going to Nomen and then everybody buying the wine and posting like where they're adventuring with it. I'm enjoying that.
1: Yeah, I really like that. People are finding some good places to bring their wine.
2: And the um, women of Nomen went out kayaking yeah, we weren't invited. We weren't invited. <laughs> we tried. Um, but they were throwing the bottle of wine back and forth in the water. Yes, and it floats. It Because it's plastic. It
1: floats. I love that. It
2: doesn't get any better. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last time I was at work, I finally was able to grab the latest publications to see kind of what's happening. There's a lot of them out there for the Valley, and so... Speaking of the innovation that Nomen was doing in terms of changing packaging, I guess, or how they deliver wine to you, there were a bunch of people doing kind of that same thing during the pandemic. So the article in the um, Oregon Wine Official Touring Guide (laughs) is all about all the people doing different things. You know that I love a good can of wine. You love it more than most people that I know. It's just so convenient. But (laughs) anywho, so um, they're in here, like Underwood, of course, canned wine. But then there are some other places who have switched to pouches. Um, Like Capri Sun? mm, Bigger. They hold like two bottles. Bigger, yes. (laughs) and no It has alcohol and it's bigger. Yeah, and and, uh, the article says that she did it because she was doing like this multi-day rafting trip. And it was like, we can't take glass. And so they're kind of like growlers, but they're plastic. And so you can refill them, but much lighter to take, of course. And they hold, I believe, two bottles. Um, And then there's people who traditionally wouldn't box wine that have started boxing wine. You know, it has a certain reputation. Yes. But there's my some... grandma used to have boxed wine. Oh, <laughs> it's different now. It's different. There's some um, solid wines going into box. So um, a good example is Sokol Blosser's line Evolution. Oh, so, awesome. Yeah, they're boxing that. There were people that were putting them into like beer bottles with crown caps. And then there were people who were like, hey, you can't come taste with us we'll send you a tasting flight. So the picture here is of Stoller's little tasting flight in these cute little bottles. So they send them to you and then there's like a QR code on them. So you scan it. Oh, neat. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you have all the tasting notes. And so at places like Adel Simon, whatever did that as well. Anyway, that was just kind of interesting and um, it reminded me of Nomen when I was reading about all the cool stuff that people are doing to innovate.
1: Yeah, that's cool finding different ways and being innovative with their packaging, which is neat.
2: It is, and I think there's a lot of things, I think they've all said it, a lot of things that we've learned during this time that they will continue to do. So I think that's gonna benefit all of us a lot. Yeah, I think that goes for everybody. I think
1: the world has figured out some different things that maybe we'll take and maybe we won't take with us after pandemic life, but for now, everybody's still kind of learning.
2: Carly. Yes? Speaking of the world. Ah uh, yes, we've gone international. Yes, <laughs> my dreams are coming true. <laughs> so you don't know this nerdy stuff that I have to deal with, but we have a a platform that hosts our podcast, where we get to download it, push out the episodes, all of that good stuff. We use Red Circle. So I got an email from Red Circle today, and they were like, "Hey, we updated our analytics again. Boring, but." Yeah, I don't don't get it. They made it easier. They put it all in one place. They kind of broke it down better with information. But what I hadn't seen before was that you can actually see where the people are that are downloading and listening to your podcast. Okay. Who's listening to us? Well, the U.S., Thank you, United
1: States.
2: (laughs) It shows like three general areas, but we don't need to get into that. Oh, okay. Tell me later, We have double digits in um, Spain and Germany. (laughs) That's Uh, awesome. We've got a handful in Mexico, Sweden, and two in Russia. Well, sure. (laughs) We're huge. And then... uh, I don't know who you are, but thank you. Our one listener in the Netherlands. Oh, they got lost. <laughs> our one listener in Poland. They too thought we were somebody very our different. Our one listener in the UK. Is that you, Jessica? And Turkey. Oh, and in Turkey. Indeed. Wow. So that was kind of Do you the think they think we're funny? <laughs> I don't know. How does it translate? Probably not well. Well, we'll see. Oh, gosh. We'll see if our numbers keep going up. It also tells us that 60% of our people are listening to us on Apple Podcasts. And if you are, just go rate us and review us. Yeah, please. Um, just do it. Yeah, just It'll take rate a second. us,
1: review us. We like to hear those nice things that people have
2: to say. Who doesn't? Sure. Okay, um, let's get to it. So this is episode we got to go to brooks yes brooks one of our favorite spots we had a great time april is um so good at what she does and uh bless her for keeping us on track because most people can't do that oh my gosh (laughs) she
1: worked (laughs) miracles
2: it's like herding cats talking to us sometimes
1: (laughs) so april really did a great job um she brought us through stories she brought us through The wine, uh, she let us try um, some of her personal favorites from Brooks as well. Um, And every single staff member that we talked to, so nice and so helpful. Yeah.
2: Oh, my gosh. Everybody.
1: It's like family,
2: which fits. Uh, Yeah, it was great. We had a wonderful time. We learned a lot. Um, As she mentions, there's still lots of other stories to tell, but... It's a sunny day. Let's head out to Brooks. Let's go.
1: (laughs) All right, well, Sarah, (laughs) we've made it to a gorgeous place and it helps that it's a beautiful sunny spring day. We are at Brooks Winery.
2: Yeah, one of our favorite spots. There are so many good reasons to come here, especially on a day like today. Sunny spring day. The flowers are blooming. The view is amazing. The people are so nice. We've already met a few of them.
1: Everybody is so nice here.
2: Everybody's so nice.
1: Thank you for being so nice. This place rocks. (laughs) Um, Plus, yes, it's beautiful. And we have been here a few times on our own, just in our personal lives. And we know full disclosure (laughs) this is an awesome spot. We do enjoy coming here. The wine we know is amazing. So, now it's time to share just what we love about this place, but also the amazing story that comes along with Brooks. So let's get going. Let's do
2: yes, it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so today we have April sitting with us. So thank you, April, for joining my us. My pleasure. And bringing us through all of this awesomeness. Do you want to tell us a little bit about
0: you and what your uh, gig here at Brooks is? Mm, sure. Uh, my full name is April Labate. Uh, My title, I'm the Director of Business Development and Education here at Brooks. I've been here in multiple different roles for the past three years. but my my role really is to facilitate all the back-end channels that we in programming that we have going on at brooks so um i have a lot of background into the the stories and the background information for the company but the the vines and the wine production and my job is to share it and make sure that more people continue to learn about brooks and come on back Awesome. I bet well,
1: we're going to hear some good stories. We, I know we're going to hear some good stories for sure. So thank you for everything in advance because I'm already very excited and we have lots of delicious wine in front of us. So shall we uh, get started on this first one because I'm holding it in my hand and it's hard. to <laughs> She's not drink ready.
0: It. Let's do it. Let's do it. So the first one you have in your glass. So the flights change every month. This is the flight for April, 2021. The first on the flight is the 2017 Janus Pinot Noir. Janus is our flagship wine. Uh, our founder, Jimmy Brooks, this was his first wine. Um, and we stick to the true formula that he had intended. So really fruit forward acid driven, super food friendly. Uh, it's a collection of vineyards up and down the valley. So you get a nice, a uh, summary of different soil types, different elevations, different Pinot Noir clones, all together, a really great iconic vision of what Willamette Valley as a community is producing in, in Pinot Noir. Um, so the, that cranberry comes through, that, chant, that cherry comes through, the rose comes through, it's super approachable. Um, if you're coming to a, a party a bar- a barbecue, bring a bottle of Janice, it's gonna hit a lot of people in the right place. It's right in the middle. Oh, I
1: know for a fact <laughs> I have a, you a few bottles of this <laughs> in my... We'll pretend it's a cellar. Yeah, pretend. Uh, Yeah, let's pretend. But I definitely remember Janice uh, from just being here every single time and leaving with it every single time. This is one of my favorite Pinot Noirs. Mm-hmm. I love this.
0: I call it a, po- a porch sipper because it's so approachable. You don't have to have food with it. You can sip it for hours and hours on the porch with friends. It's good for just bringing people together. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And it's always a fun one to share with people because it is so elegant, but you can open it whenever. Mm -hmm. And so you make people feel really special when you open this. But also oh my gosh it's just super good
0: oh yeah janice is great uh the name uh, it, you'll pick up a theme as we go through uh but janice is our founder jimmy let me back up jimmy brooks jimmy brooks was a big fan of lots of different things eclectic background but he loved alchemy he loved um mythology. So you'll see this Greek and Roman mythology throughout the names of Brooks wines and the different labels that we have. And Janus is definitely one of them. Janus is the name of the Roman two-faced God. So one head looking towards the past, one head looking towards the future. And it was just really representative of new beginnings and balance. Um, and so that's what he chose to put on his his flagship wine. And uh, why not? That's oh, great yeah. meeting, right? That's a good yes. lesson for all of us. Okay. Yes.
1: <laughs> wow, Especially that was a lot di- now. A lot
0: deeper than I was. Thinking. <laughs> this
1: is already very educational for me. <laughs> yes. <It's... laughs> well, there you go. We're gonna we're gonna learn, <laughs> and we're
0: gonna enjoy some wine today.
1: Yes. Yeah, we yes, can yes, do yes. both.
0: Yeah, we can do both. You can focus
1: business and pleasure. <laughs> That's
0: right. I was thinking
2: when you said porch sipper. Mm -hmm. Different than what somebody when we visited a different winery said, which was a patio pounder. Mm. But I think they're different roles. I think it's different people. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I would think you want to, you know, spend a little time and relish this and sip it as Mm -hmm. opposed to there are some (laughs) wines out on the patio. They're like, that went down too easy. And you might regret it. But this one, Mm -hmm. um, you do, you want to savor it a bit.
0: I'm a big believer in how wine is so personal, mm-hmm. you know, when I guide a a tasting, I can give a couple tasting notes, but I think that wine is really subjective and it's really individual. So whether it comes to how fast you sip that wine or you pound that wine, <laughs> um, or, you know, the flavors that you're picking up when you're tasting it, I think it's really individual and it's, it's important to trust yourself when you're going through it. And at the end of the day, I'm a very firm believer in drink what you like, with what you like, with whom you like. End of story. That's it.
2: Wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's We're, right. done. We're, We're done. We done all go <laughs> home. We're
1: done here. Thank you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is a message that we keep trying to kind of get through people's heads. You don't even need to know that much about wine, just what you like.
1: Exactly. Yeah, we haven't done so a whole away. lot. <laughs> well, I'm going to oh. sip it. You can Careful. pound it. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Sorry. You're going
0: to do what? I don't remember now. <laughs> You're <laughs> Thank well, you. while we're on that that uh, topic, do you want to hear the story of Brooks? Of yes, course.
1: because I know it's amazing. I remember hearing it actually when I think maybe it was the first time that I came up here, and it made me want to just keep sharing the story mm-hmm. and bringing other people here because it's a. It's a wild ride and it's a beautiful story.
0: It is. It's really unique. Uh, it gets emotional. Yes. For sure. Um, and everybody here tells it a little bit different. None of this is scripted. It's all, you know, what we we feel is the most important part of the story. So you'll get a different version every time you come. Um, but my version is that Jimmy Brooks, our founder, he started the Brooks label in 1998. And um, backing up a little bit further, uh, Jimmy was a native to Oregon. He was uh, born and raised in Portland. He went to school here in the Valley at Linfield College, um, a football player for Linfield College. If you've seen pictures of Jimmy, his stature will tell you that for sure. (laughs) Yes. Um, But as I've shared before, he had lots of different interests, uh, very, very eclectic and a really quirky sense of humor too. But um, when he graduated, like a lot of new college graduates, he didn't know what he wanted to do in life. I think a lot of us can connect with that. For sure. So what he did was he bought a one-way ticket to Europe and he thought he would just work odd jobs and backpack around and kind of just explore and figure things out so that's what he did and his very first odd job was working a harvest in Beaujolais France for a a winery uh, owned by a name uh, a man named Pascal Um, he fell in love with the wine making process from start to end And he did continue to travel and work odd jobs, but he came back to that same vineyard and worked harvest for the next six years. So collecting tons of wine knowledge um, in France, you know, the the heart of wine country, or in the world, I guess. Yeah. And and so throughout those six years, he uh, met his wife, had his son, who he named Pascal, um, namesake the vineyard owner and then returned to the United States, to Oregon, to lay some roots. And he really thought, you know, I want to continue this streak of my knowledge that I have with wine and bring it bring it to Willamette Valley. Um, during that time, he divorced with his wife. They separated, but good, good relationship. He continued to lay his roots here within the wine industry here locally, within Willamette Valley. And because of his very, very clear passion, uh, he became extremely integrated into the wine community here in Willamette Valley, and he had a lot of objectives that he was very successful in. One, he wanted to revitalize the reputation of Riesling here within Willamette Valley.
1: Yes, thank you for that. Yes, <laughs> absolutely.
0: <laughs> he was a big proponent of uh, blending wines, so fermenting as they as they are in in the in the earth. So single vineyards, sometimes single. Blocks, um, definitely single clones of Pinot Noir, and then blending afterwards so that you're not manipulating. You just get to express the wines as they ferment naturally, and then you assist with blending afterwards. Um, And he was also big on uh, biodynamics. Uh, Brooks is, to this day, a biodynamic certified through Demeter Vineyard and Winery. Uh, so it's kind of like organic plus we can talk about that later if you're interested <laughs> but those were some of his his pain points and he was very successful in those um so he started working at williamette um, willakenzie he was their head winemaker for a while and they granted him permission to start working on his own label on the side so we started the brooks label on the side a couple barrels um, then he was head winemaker at mesera uh, winery continued the label for six years there and 2004 Uh, about two weeks before harvest very very unexpectedly he passed away Um, he had a heart condition that uh, caused him to uh, to pass away and he was 38 very unexpected very tragic of course for the family Uh, his son at the time little pascal was eight years old he became the youngest winery owner in the world that day and because he and Uh, Jimmy and and Pascal's mother had separated, there wasn't really anyone there to fill the shoes um, and continuing this winery. Um, So all of it was kind of on little Pascal's shoulders. And that's quite a lot for an eight-year-old to take. So enter Janie Brooks, Jimmy's sister. Um, She lived in California at the time. She still does. Janie, with her background in finance, (laughs) hopped on a plane to come up to Oregon to start figuring out what what to do. Uh, she got to Jimmy's house and there was a, a bunch of people, there were a bunch of people there, I pulled her aside and said, hey, we are winemakers from this community. We want you to know that we knew Jimmy, we loved Jimmy, and we wanna help you finish his vision, but we need your help. So these 12 wineries helped Janie offer or honor the agreement with all the farmers that Jimmy had relationships with for for the grapes for his side project they took the grapes back to their 12 wineries fermented and bottled our wine for us that year and it gave Janie enough time to learn the wine industry oh my gosh (laughs) and and get us back where we needed to be so here we are 16 years later Janie is still the head of the company, uh, managing director and leading us forward. Pascal Brooks is still the sole owner of Brooks Winery. He's now 24 and following in his father's footsteps, he's living in Paris right now, um, working harvests. He went back to the Beaujolais, winery or a vineyard and worked with his namesake for a harvest there so cool that is cool and he's just now wrapping up with uh, a harvest in Alsace France now and he'll return to to Paris to continue on his journey and and full steam ahead Chris Williams was uh, Jimmy's assistant winemaker during his start and Chris came on board with us a year after Jimmy passed away it's a natural fit to be our head winemaker he knew exactly what Jimmy liked but Jimmy didn't like, and he's helped us stay true to that. So, um, that's, that's where we came from and where we are today. I love that story of how this
1: community truly is a community and the idea that, you know, if, if something is happening, this place is like a family and this place meaning the Willamette Valley (laughs) vineyards. Mm -hmm. I mean, just like, wow, all these vineyards around here really came together and
0: and helped out. It's huge. It's a big deal. It's very different than a lot of other wine communities. Yeah. And so when I tell the story, it's it's an emotional story. Uh, But the reason we tell it is because we're very, very aware of how we wouldn't be here without the support of this community. So we tell it intentionally not to... Um, you know, cast a cloud upon the experience, but really to let you know, when we say thank you for being here, we really mean it. So we're very aware of our, our gratitude and how we express it. So that's why we share it. So thank you for hosting me today so I could share it more.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes. I feel like everybody needs to hear this story. And I mean, I'm sure our listeners are able to then share that story as well and just get that message out. And, you know, the the love and hard work that Jimmy had put out there and created and set that foundation can just keep going and going and going forever. That's That's really special.
0: Mm -hmm. Amazing. Well, should we try another wine then while we're talking about all of this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Second on your flight is the 2017 Toluca Lane Pinot Noir. Also volcanic soil, like the, uh, like Brooks estate. Something about the community here, where Toluca Lane is part of, um, Eola-Amity Hills. This region is really special. I- I'm biased, of course, but we we benefit from these really cool winds that come in through the Van Vanduzer Corridor. It's a natural mm-hmm. break in the ca- in the Coastal Range, brings all this really cold wind up through, and it directly hits us here in this sub AVA of Eola-Amity Hills. So really beneficial in harvest season, in the, the growing season in the summer, it drops the temperatures in the afternoon down by anywhere, you know, from, or I guess up to 15, 15 degrees Fahrenheit. And so what that does is it pauses the, uh, the, the growth and the uh, ripening of the grapes so that we can preserve the natural acid within those grapes. And you can taste that in wine. It really mm-hmm. makes you salivate after you swallow these wines, which is excellent for food pairing. The more you salivate, it helps distribute flavors and um, distribute everything across the palate. So that's my test. If you're looking for a high acid wine and what, what people are talking about when they say that, take a sip and after you swallow, see if you salivate. And that's going to be a natural... Excellent food pairing wine.
1: You're drooling all over. I'm salivating. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to think, I was like, okay, am I? And then of course, as soon as I finished swallowing, I was like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) That smells so good. That's delicious. I've not had that before. That was really delightful.
0: Mm -hmm. Lots of red fruit. Mm -hmm.
2: Your fruit is sourced from vineyards all
0: here? we have 18 acres here at brooks estate all biodynamically farmed and then we also source from hmm, i want to say 25 to 28 different vineyards up and down the valley we have a couple that we source from also in columbia gorge we used to source in southern oregon as well um, and we hope to pick that up again Um, but we do about 20,000 cases a year. That's our sweet spot. And because of that, we source from other vineyards. Uh, we're very selective on where we source from because our reputation is one of biodynamic, but also um, organic. We, we try to focus on vineyards that hold that same ideology close to heart. And uh, so that dictates where we source from. Yeah, I guess thinking
1: about that, That's a lot of wineries that are, and vineyards that are on the same track Mm -hmm. as you guys. So, I mean, that's pretty awesome to know that there are that many other places in this area, both in Oregon and not, that are wanting to be so organic. Plus, is that what you said earlier? That's you- how I say it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I that. stole that from Janie, but I think it's such a great way
0: to describe it. And yes. not all of the vineyards that we source from are biodynamic, but a lot of them are. Are when they have the means to be natural and approach something organically, they do so. Um, and so we don't we don't fault anybody for not following as strictly as we do, um, but if they they do, we want to support. So. Um, there's no guarantee that they follow it as strictly as we do, uh, so I don't want to put that out there as a guarantee. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. Um, yes. You know, Brooks Brooks definitely does. We're we're Demeter certified, and and we maintain that certification each year through our audits with Demeter. Um, but but that's that's our own business, and and that's how we mm-hmm. we really s- stay strict and loyal to those parameters. Uh, but you're right, though. Lots of Vineyards, lots of companies, lots of agriculture in our community is very aware of that. And if if we're such proponents of it as Jimmy wanted to be, we're happy to continue the message. We're happy to share what we know. And we're happy to support those that are on the same journey.
2: Yeah. Side question. I don't know if you know. Let's hear it. <laughs> Jimmy was... uh Oh. She's
0: passing notes.
2: Yes. One of my one of my teammates just passed us a scout Do book. Do you so need it has, this?
0: It has a little bit of, of guidance um, about oh. our different our different labels here at Brooks. Oh, OK. Oh, cool. <laughs> I thought that it's cool. I was like, whoa, that? See They're how we, we support each other. I thought <laughs> she was like, and here's the check. Please leave. Yeah. Time to go. No, no, always. <laughs> we want you to. That's part of what makes Brooks so cool. And I'll let you browse through this when you want. Yeah. but. Okay um brooks has always been a very different style of tasting room covid has changed a lot and we now have reservations we have 90 minute reservations Um, but it's always been a place where we've encouraged people to sit and stay we want this to be a place where you enjoy not only the product because we're proud of it but we want you to really experience where we are that was very important to jimmy too he wanted this to be very approachable very comfortable laid-back type of experience and so Janie has worked very hard to continue that and that's that's where we are. So, um, no, she, my colleague is just supporting us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, they, I mean, like we said, everybody here is so nice. Um, I totally have felt the come, enjoy, and enjoy everything until you don't need to enjoy anymore. (laughs) I've definitely been a part of that. Um, I know many times I've chosen to uh, come here with like a small group of friends or people from out of state and I wanted to show off Oregon wine. I would bring them here. Um, I remember my husband, but boyfriend at the time coming to Oregon and his uh, sister and brother-in-law and mom all joined us and we, all got to just like sit around at a table and enjoy wine which is always good mm-hmm. <laughs> but also like bringing literally a family together and getting to enjoy that in a beautiful place so i know and i have definitely felt that come and stay and enjoy feeling that you guys put on. yes <laughs> so
2: do you, thanks do you know
1: what else happened here um, da, 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 da. Ooh, ooh, something we, happened oh we
2: met here <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That little, that little thing. (laughs) Sarah's just getting jealous that I didn't Um, mention her. I guess. (laughs) Yes. Um, Our mutual friend had said, Hey, I'm a member at Brooks. You should totally come and hang out. Plus uh, I want to introduce you to my friend, Sarah. And we had not met, uh, but we had been in close proximity, and obviously we had a mutual friend. And so then, yeah, obviously (laughs) love has started here for me many times. (laughs)
2: So much love. That's actually how you got suckered into working in the wine industry also.
1: That suckered in. You must yes. have pulled her arm yesterday. Yep. <laughs> Something about you get to chat with awesome people, talking to adults, which is nice and different for me. <laughs> it's overrated uh, sometimes. But yeah. uh, you get to experience other wineries, which is really nice too. And I was like, all right, all right. I'll come and work with you. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where everything in our podcast began, which is at Onami. So
2: at one point we worked at two jobs point.
0: together <laughs> so. and
2: neighbors and we're next oh door neighbors.
0: my it's mm-hmm. a good thing you like each other well i like her we now only work <laughs> one job together
1: she keeps <laughs> moving Cut away tight. Cut Cut tight. Tight. can i interrupt
0: <laughs> to try another wine yes, yes. yes. let's Always. do it <laughs> okay so third on the flight for april 2021 2017 sunny mountain i love sunny mountain it's a single vineyard sunny mountain vineyard Sunny Mountain is pretty darn south in Willamette Valley, pretty close to Monroe. Um, It's the only Pinot Noir that Brooks creates that is marine sedimentary soil. And what that does is it impacts the intensity of the flavor. Um, the, The roots of the vines are forced to really dig Really deep, and get to that natural water bed underneath the earth, and those nutrients down below as well. And because of that extra stress that goes on the vines to get the roots that deep, the fruit uh, is really vibrant in the wine. So it's really dark, intense, uh, rich wine. Uh, and and for me, it's it's super comforting. Um, It's one of my favorites. It's one of my go-to's. Is it okay? Yeah. Well, I love a sunny mountain,
1: and now I know that I love sunny mountain pinot noir. I see what you did there. You see, it wasn't the best, but I'll give it another try later.
2: (laughs) We do hear a lot. I guess I'm trying to think of how somebody that I worked with once put it. Something about you know how the the people who kind of have struggles in life are more interesting people or you know have mm-hmm. have uh, more depth to them it's kind of the same for wines. Oh yeah when they when the vines have to struggle they tend to make wines with more depth and more character and all of that mm-hmm. stuff
0: so absolutely
2: that's what I always think of
1: that's a good way to put it yeah. and I mean we has learned over our years in the wine industry and then you know talking with more and more people and we like to ask the dumb questions so that people that listen to us get a little bit of knowledge and you know get to enjoy a space with us but it's really cool to know that mm-hmm. okay when you're looking at vines you want them to struggle so you when people are asking you know do you water your vines you know we can say no we want them to struggle. We want them to find it on their own. <laughs> they're like it, and it's, they're gonna like it big time. They will. <laughs> yes. And it's
0: such a weird concept for us to yes. internalize. If you're not, you know, immersed in this industry, vines, grapevines, yeah. do best when they're in environments where they are stressed. You know, the really rocky soils where nothing else will grow on the really steep mountain cliffs, (laughs) that's where vines like to grow. Um, Yeah, the stress makes the grapes more complex and more interesting, and that relates to a more complex and interesting wine. So who would have thought? Yeah, I mean, I don't like to be stressed,
1: which is why I drink wine. But my wine does like to be stressed. Does that... Is that better is that a better path are you know. following yeah keep working on it
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right all right <laughs> uh well would you like to venture into the world of riesling with me Absolutely. yes
1: tell us about Riesling because we i don't know if we've been to a ton of places with rieslings um Not a ton. i love a riesling mm-hmm. but As we know being in the wine industry Riesling gets a horrible rap Mm -hmm. and bad reputation um, definitely from probably the I don't know college wine that might be consumed perhaps Um, but if you come to Brooks you get to try a wide range of Riesling and Mm -hmm. I know you will find your style of Riesling
0: here. Riesling is really it's it's kind of that hot button wine you know um you're it's the most controversial uh whenever i bring it up in a conversation because i mention riesling and people immediately think i don't like riesling i don't like sweet wine Mm -hmm. but riesling is not reserved to sweet wine Uh, most of the time people think about the wine that was coming out of germany in the 80s and the 90s, Blue Nun is the most familiar with a lot of people in their recollection, but it was a super sweet, low-quality Riesling. Let's find some Blue Nun. Have you had that before? You need to Please, try it, at least it. so you know what hey, I'm talking about. <laughs> Have you had it? I have not, but I've had some, some that money? are similar. Yes, right, because, oh my gosh, well, I'm biased now. And I have this amazing quality Riesling in front of me all the time. You're
1: yes. ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Ruin for, for Riesling life.
0: <laughs> um, but so Brooks, I, like I said, Jimmy was 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 very focused on um, revitalizing Riesling within Willamette Valley. Willamette Valley used to grow quite a bit of Riesling, and then for whatever reason, there are lots of theories. Uh, Those vines were removed and replaced with Pinot Noir or Chardonnay Chardonnay because, you know, for whatever reason, most likely they fetched a higher price point. Yeah, Yeah. right. Yeah. But, you know, that was something that he sought out and had a very strong intention to preserve and to continue. And, and we've done so in our production as well. So we have, not only do we source from old vine Riesling, you know, 50 year old vines here within Willamette Valley. Wow. We also have old vine Riesling here on the estate that we want to continue to nurture and utilize so that not only can we share, but we can, we can educate people about how Riesling is not just this syrupy, sweet, low quality wine to get you drunk. That's not the point of it. (laughs) No, No. listeners, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) So our Riesling is inspired by German style Riesling, Austrian style, um, Northern France, um, all that whole area of Europe that really specializes in cold climate Riesling. That's where our, our inspiration is coming from. And what that means is we range from very dry, bone dry, less than one percent residual sugar, all the way up to dessert level sweetness, about thirteen percent residual sugar for those that are keeping count.
2: Um, <laughs> Did you say 13?
0: thirteen? Thirteen wow, okay. or an ice wine, for an ice okay. wine, yeah, yeah, which we do create here at Brooks. Um, but the the dry rieslings are very are, are really the the surprising labels. That's where people are like, oh, I had no idea that this is what Riesling could taste like. It's really uh, similar in the effect that you get when tasting a Sauvignon Blanc because the acid level that makes you salivate, that tartness of the green apple, of citrus is so prominent in dry Riesling. It's so beautiful and complementary to food oftentimes uh, a favorite with sommeliers around the world, with chefs around the world. It's a great uh, palate cleanse. It pairs with so many different foods. And it's really approachable because it's so fresh and clean. So let's try one actually.
2: Which one? While I'm talking it up. Yeah, we've got a we have three. How many do you guys
0: make? We, so last in 2019, we made 22 labels of Riesling. So Brooks winery is to this day the number one producer of single vineyard Rieslings in the country.
1: Wow. Oh, that's so <laughs> so when we say label. we specialize,
0: I mean it. Yeah. You Holy do. moly. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, all right. So which shall I start with?
0: I recommend we start with the driest. So 2018 Ara Riesling. Okay.
2: Okay, April, you should know probably that you're preaching to the choir here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, we are Riesling fans, and we do tend to skew to the dry. Mm -hmm. But obviously, time and place, and what a cool thing that you can get the whole spectrum here and see everything that it can be, I Mm -hmm. guess, is what's really nice.
0: And I said before, Mm -hmm. you know, wine's really personal. So even though I'm such a uh, proponent of dry Riesling, not everybody's going to be. Right. And some people are going to prefer off-dry, medium-sweet, sweet. And that's perfectly fine. My mother loves the dessert Riesling. Great. Great. You have it. Yeah. <laughs> my
1: friend Laura.
2: a so bottle, and I'll be like, you are the yes. trouble tomorrow.
0: But...
2: Good luck to you. Yeah. Everybody has a Laura.
0: Yeah. Yes. Everybody does, but Mom's you know his like... name is Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Try them. Try them and find where you yes. fit because yeah. – you know, you have the, maybe the background knowledge of what Riesling used to be for you, but come and try it in these different styles. If you still don't follow that that love that I have, that's fine too, but you might be surprised, pleasantly surprised. You
2: might yeah. find your own love here, mm-hmm. like others have, Carly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: um, yes oh, Nick, and Nick. Love you, Nick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely know that if I send people to Brooks, they will find something that they love. Because there are some wineries in our area which they specialize in just XYZ. And you guys, I mean, although you do specialize in a lot, you have a lot. We do. The span of wine here is <laughs> impressive. <laughs> so people will find something.
0: Yeah, it, it really is. Overall, we have 60 different labels. Uh, that we create predominantly Pinot Noir, uh, probably next in line Riesling. No, I will say definitely next in line Riesling. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then, I was going to say, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, and then third, I guess the next category would be aromatic whites, uh, including Gewürztraminer, Muscat, Pinot Blanc. And then we are starting to experiment. Our winemaker, Chris, has his own label here with us. Same way Jimmy had started mm-hmm. experimenting. Uh, it's the Tearaway label and oh, he's been clever. experimenting with very different varietals so we have some Tempranillo Syrah Petite Syrah um, oh so we're really we yeah,
2: really can get everything there. we really Holy can moly. we're just yeah.
0: we love it and those that love it you're welcome to join and have it with us yeah hey do
1: you like wine
0: come to Brooks
1: <laughs> <laughs> you will right literally now. find <laughs> wine you like here so, and your, sorry, your wine club you is open. I know. I know. I, I stepped back. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> um, your club is open again? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Because at one point. You got you, kicked out. I, I well, that. I had. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I did not get kicked out. I was not a weirdo. <laughs> but I did uh, see that you guys had. Um, closed off because you mm-hmm. had so many members, which is crazy impressive.
0: We we certainly did. We we put a cap on it. Uh, I think 2019. Okay. And uh, we really wanted, and the reason for that is our our club members are so important to us, and um, we we try to be very cognizant of how we are making sure that we show not only that gratitude, but but expanding benefits options to our wine members all the time and so we got to a point where we thought well we need to make sure we can balance that with the number of wine club members that we have Um, then 2020 hit and (laughs) everything changed our wine club members and their subscriptions to our product really were the lifeline that kept brooks alive within 2020 so what we've done is we've made a very very conscious decision to make sure that we're putting our wine club members um, as a priority moving forward into 2021 and and forward. So interestingly, those aromatic whites that I had described, the Tempranillo, the Syrah for this year, they are wine club only wines. We want to make sure our wine club members have something special Mm -hmm. um, to make sure that they know how much we do appreciate them and their loyalty and sharing Brooks with other people. Um, But we've opened it back up too. So uh, we have over 2,000 club members and wow. we're looking to expand. So we're if you find something that you like, we are accepting applications. Yes. What is the interview? <laughs> it <laughs> is all of five minutes and it really just comes down to what you want. Do you yes. Do you like, like wine? You yes. I've already created the checklist. Yes or yes. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So three different tiers there. Um, we just we want to make everything really approachable, both in you know uh, selection and in cost. Everyone has a budget. So we have these different options and we, we want to make it really approachable. That was again one of Jimmy's focuses focus points. He wanted to make his wine set at accessible price points. And so we you'll never find a bottle of wine that's over a100 dollars here. We're not even close to that. We want it to be accessible at different different price points and we're going to hold true to that. Yeah. So same with our wine club members.
1: That's great. Hey, okay. All right. Yes or yes? Check it. Yes. Yes. So what do you think of the Aura? I love that. I really like it. That's my saying, apparently.
2: Oh. <laughs> I knew you were going to say I
1: that. I know. No, it, it is just, really nice. It reminds me of, well, just like right now, sitting outside in the sun and just being happy. Mm-hmm. That's what it tastes like.
0: Ara is one of my favorite Rieslings because it's a great introduction into what else Riesling can be. The Ara is always, every year, 50% grapes from Yamhill, 50% grapes from Brooks Estate. And both of those clip, those vines came from the same clipping from the historic Riesling grapes, uh, Riesling vines from Dick Erath. Roth, um, oh, pioneer nice. here within Willamette Valley. He gave a clipping to be planted in Yamhill County and to be planted here at Brooks. And it's awesome because they're in complete opposition to one another. Yamhill's at 350 feet in elevation, Brooks is 750. We're an east-facing vineyard. They are a west-facing vineyard. We're on volcanic soil. They're on marine sedimentary soil, but they're the same clipping. So we bring them together. And what it means is extreme complexity in the Riesling. Um, And also, we're very happy about this. It's a little bit of a celebrity wine. It was served in the White House. Oh, that's (laughs) right. (laughs) This is Obama. This is the Obama wine. That's what it's been coined. So wherever your affiliation is, it's cool to have a wine served in the White House. It was served in 2009 um, for Obama's first state dinner with the Prime Minister of India. And if you're interested, for those foodies out there, it was served with lentil soup. Mm -hmm.
1: That is so cool. We're drinking with Obama as well. As pretty Obama. much, it's pretty much <laughs> the same. That's, yeah. Yes, I
2: guess that's they how that they can't
1: works. see. We can tell them whatever we
2: <laughs> want. <laughs> He's got his own podcast. He doesn't. need yeah, I he doesn't. Need busy, us. busy.
0: <laughs> you want to try something different? Yes. Am I going in front or behind? Let's go straight to the right. Okay, in the back row. This is going to be a bit different. So 2006. Yamhill Riesling. Traditionally, Chris, our winemaker, he makes Yamhill bone dry, but for 2016, uh, I might have misspoken a moment moment ago, but 2016, he wanted to try Off-Dry. So this one has a higher residual sugar content. It's medium dry. You'll notice between the dry and this and this medium dry, you'll notice the sugar difference for sure. And Yamhill is, you know, Willamette Valley has layers and layers of different soil types, but Yamhill tends to be predominantly marine sedimentary soil. And for Riesling, it tends to, this is just a general rule, but it tends to bring out lots of stone fruit in Riesling. So when you taste it, I'm not gonna tell you what I taste, but see if you can taste a stone fruit.
2: I get like an apricot, ooh. bad at this
0: game it doesn't even matter you can say grapes and you'll be correct (laughs) (laughs) that is a good game (laughs) strawberry
2: oh that's not stone
0: (laughs) and you there's there's a full spectrum you know so you can taste various types of apple in this one and citrus is not necessarily left out citrus tends to be from volcanic soils but that's definitely not a hard and fast rule. So um, if you taste citrus, cut it out.
1: Pineapple.
0: Ooh, yeah.
1: Do you get a pineapple?
0: Some tropical?
1: A little bit of tropical. I feel like I'm starting tropical and I'm ending mm,
0: stone. Mm-hmm.
1: That's where my journey goes.
0: There's really no wrong or right. April telling me I'm Answer. Right. You're right. You have it figured out. I'm gonna leave, and you're gonna lead this.
1: I just wanted Sarah to hear that.
0: Okay, Here's out. the other way you yeah, can look she's at it. Edit
1: it out.
0: Here's the other way you can look at it. Let's think about food. Yes. Brooks wine is always always fruit forward and high acid, which means it's great with food. So with this wine, because it has that little extra amount of sweetness to it, but it still has that, that crisp acid that's so dominant in Riesling, it's amazing for food pairing. So for me, when I have a medium dry wine like this, I immediately think about Thai food. You have the fat from peanut butter, from coconut milk and the acid just cuts through that. Mm -hmm. And then you have the sweet that helps tame the spice. So if you're a foodie out there, I highly recommend a medium dry or a medium sweet Riesling with with some Thai food.
2: Mm. Uh, Yes. I would always go dry, but I can see why the off dry would be Mm -hmm. a nice. If it's spicy,
1: it's the spice. Yeah,
2: yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe
1: that's my issue. I'm afraid of spice. Go with dry then. So, I think that's why I go with dry, but mm-hmm. if I were to actually test my mm-hmm. taste buds and go for a spicier option, yeah. I can definitely see that being Oh yeah, super delicious.
0: And it doesn't have to stick to that, that one type of cuisine, I mean, jambalaya, right. Right? Mm-hmm. it has the spice, it has the fat. Yeah, Try it there too.
2: All right.
1: <laughs> I have <laughs> a few things to make. Sold! <laughs>
0: okay, who am I kidding? Nick has a few things Nick's to make.
2: <laughs> hey, wait, what's your stone fruit?
0: My stone fruit, so my stone fruit is nectarine. Oh, that's a good one. It is. And that's just me. It could be very different for somebody else.
2: Sure.
1: That's the fun thing about tasting wine. It really has everything to do with you. Mm Mm-hmm. I like that. It's a
0: really confidence building activity. (laughs) Except if you, don't, um, Except if you don't know anything. But you know if I'm you don't. That. I'm copying. I'm
1: over here like what's she doing over there? All right, that's <laughs> the part. That's the fun part, right? Like you get to express, and what you taste is truly mm-hmm. what you taste, and what you smell mm-hmm. is what you smell, and what you like is what you like. So I still
0: think you walk away feeling good.
2: <laughs> well, I know that's you so do because it's wine. But, yeah.
0: <laughs> Doesn't matter.
2: You you almost always walk away learning something. Mm-hmm. even if you don't
0: mean to the wine yeah. industry is so great for my soul it has you know it has every subject in school history geology geography chemistry biology art pe if you're working out in the vineyards, yes some, <laughs> business, <a little> business. <laughs> some math it really has everything it and does, so it yeah. keeps That's you engaged point. and learning you're never going to know it all wow You You need
1: to spend more time Mm -hmm. here. Yes, well, definitely here. (laughs) Drinking, I think, is what I was about to say. But yes, Mm -hmm. this is a good place to do all of that. Oh, yeah. To study. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to study. Study Mm. study sessions out here. Study sessions. I feel like Riesling and Chardonnay both get put in that category. That's exactly what I was thinking. They are
2: both getting a revival, though. Yes. It is the the white wine renaissance here in the Willamette Valley.
1: Has that been broadcast or did you just coin that right now you've declared it i just said it i like it yes Yours. revival
0: <laughs> the renaissance <laughs> You're, it's it's accurate though it is you, know, you yeah. think about a chardonnay from california that everybody knows chardonnay from california oh, yes. it has a very distinct flavor chardonnay is the third most planted grape in oregon and we are not California Chardonnay. No, we are not. Thank goodness. I love <laughs> Oregon Chardonnay. Are you ready for another one? Yeah. I am. We're going to try 2017 sweet pea. Almost everything from the the April 2021 flight is centered around 2017. So we have one below, one, one uh, later. Uh, sweet pea, you'll notice a spike in sugar. Mm-hmm. This yes. is medium sweet, mm-hmm. uh, again, Spicy foods, fantastic with spicy foods, but sweet pea also has this really um, prominent green vegetation, vegetal uh, component to it. So uh, that's part of where the name came from. A lot of people were picking up on spring peas, grass, lemongrass, those types of components. And if you don't pick up on those, you'll like the other explanation for the name. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sweet Pea was also named after Pascal Brooks, uh, current owner, um, the inheritance owner of Brooks Winery uh, when he was I think 11 or 12 years old his nickname was Sweet Pea and they decided oh, to name it after him it and he cute. I mean, I'm cute. sure he doesn't think it's cute I don't like I years said. old. <laughs> I make a point to say childhood nickname yes <laughs> um but he <laughs> <us>. <laughs> he uh, helped you know Janie called him in and said hey I want you to help pick the color for the label and as an 11 12 year old boy he's like great how army green and she said oh well <laughs> he came back with gray and so she went back and said oh
2: <laughs> I don't really want you
0: yeah. <laughs> actually I know you're the owner of <laughs> such but uh <laughs> Ouija
2: board. yeah
0: so she helped guide her nephew and they ended up on this really brilliant green color uh, still on the label too uh to to promote sweet pea and it was just nice because so many people so many club members were tasting it and they were picking up on that like I said the garden sweet pea and the grass um those those vegetal layers and so it kind of just went with that and we're happy to keep that going yeah
1: I'm getting you can tell me if I'm wrong on this
0: one okay let's hear it (laughs) I'm
1: getting mango
0: do it do it
1: do the mango? Are you with I'm getting me. mango.
0: There's no wrong There's answer. No I wrong answer but I do, do want to be right. Sweet pea is 100% from Brooks Estate. So it's 100% biodynamic, both in farming and in production. What is your absolute favorite
1: wine from Brooks?
0: I'm glad you asked. Excellent. There you go. My favorite wine that we make at, at Brooks is our sparkling Riesling. The one I'm pouring for you today is 2016 Extended Tourage Sparkling Riesling. It's done in the German style. So it's uh, called sect style, S-E-K-T. Our, yes, our assistant winemaker, Claire, she arranges for us to have first pick, first harvest at Highland Vineyard so that the Mm -hmm. graves are young, really bright acid preserved Mm -hmm. in that early harvest and then converted into our sparkling. This is only our second vintage, the one that I'm pouring for you today, that we've done with sparkling. The one before 2015, that was our experimental year. So we actually pulled it off of tirage at two different points. I think the first was 24 months. We tried it, it wasn't quite right, so we let it go a little bit longer. And then we, pu- we pulled the rest at 36 months, so about three years, years. Wow! Ext- uh, you know, tirage, and it was pretty darn good. And the whole time we were waiting, we had, we already had this one, the 2016 aging on the leaves uh-huh. uh, for tirage. And so we just kind of let it go because we were still trying to figure out 2015. And here we are with the 2016, we ended up pulling it at 44 months. So it's got this complexity. It's super, super dry. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's 0.02% residual sugar. So extra brute, um, very dry. It's so crisp and acid. I think the, the complexity of it is is really, it opens the doors to so many different food pairings, so many different palates that are, that are interested in sparkling wine to begin with. Um, and for me, it's just an interesting addition to, you know, anyone's cellar, especially those that love bubbles. Well, yes.
1: You're speaking to the perfect crowd for Mm -hmm. bubble lovers. Christine just asked asked about new bubbles we've tried that we love. That is true. Mm -hmm. But before we move on, Mm -hmm. before you... I was going to ask a question about the bottle, so I was going to stay
2: in the same realm. I'm going to ask her, because she said it a few times, (laughs) to explain to our listeners, Mm -hmm. to Raj...
0: Let's talk about uh, Taraj. Yes,
2: that's a good Please. one. Please.
0: So, our sparkling is made in the traditional champagne method. Champagne can only have the champagne label if it's produced in the region of Champagne, France. But that region has perfected this system, this method of creating sparkling wine. And whenever you replicate that system, that process, you can put on your bottle that it's done in the traditional champagne method. And that's what we do. Uh, And what that means is we make a wine, a Riesling, a dry Riesling with our Highland grapes. And then we add something called a dosage. And the dosage is a sweet wine or sweet grape juice. It's unfermented as well as yeast. And we add that into the same bottle that we're going to be fermenting the wine in. And we put the, the cork on it, we put a stopper on it. And we let that yeast eat the sugar and complete a second fermentation inside the bottle. So as the yeast is eating the sugar, it creates two things. She's
2: making a Pac-Man motion. That's, ooh, I am. what I was thinking <laughs> in I'm, my head. I'm, I'm a very, I'm yeah, Italian. Yeah, I'm Italian it. yes, and yes. I'm
0: pretty, I'm seeing it. I speak with my hands. Just help
2: it eat, helping I'm glad. My, uh... The visuals are good. Yes. So my hands,
0: one hand is the yeast Pac-Man yes. and it's going to eat these sugar molecules from the fructose in that grape juice. And when it does that, it creates two things, a molecule of alcohol and a molecule of carbon dioxide. Because we stopped up the bottle, there's nowhere for that carbon dioxide gas to go. And so it stays suspended within the liquid of that wine. That's where your bubbles come from, in a sparkling, if it's done in the traditional champagne method. And as that yeast eats all that sugar and there's nothing left for it to eat, the yeast essentially dies and it floats to the Aww. bottom, it sinks to the bottom. Pac-Man's Sorry, it sinks to, bottom. Right sinks to the bottom, Pac-Man's dying. Sinks to the bottom of the bottle. I can't make that noise. And in the industry, <laughs> in the industry, that dead yeast cell is called a Lee. And we say in the industry, resting on the Lees, because as the wine is still in contact with those dead yeast cells, those Lees, it's adding not only flavor and complexity to the wine, a lot of people say brioche, Yeasty bread. Mm-hmm. That's the flavor that I get. Brioche is really hard for me to uh, conceptualize. So yeasty bread. Yeasty bread, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, it also adds a little bit of body to the wine. So a little bit, a little bit more density in the mouth, a little bit more weightiness in the mouth when you finish, uh, when you sip the final product. And as it's going through that, it's it's however many months, that's the tirage that I'm talking about. However many Month's length of time that that wine is there in in exposure to those leaves that's the tirage. and as you get to the end those bottles are tilted upside down at an angle and they're delicately twisted so that those leaves end up funneling their way down to the cap of the bottle and then there's a there's a really cool process through a machine it freezes the tip of that bottle and then in one one swoop in motion, it slices the top of that bottle off and that frozen bit of of yeast cells and wine just pops off like a champagne bottle, but it pops off and then the machine corks it at the exact same time to preserve the rest of the sparkling wine inside the bottle. So it's a really cool process. Um, But that's that's how you get traditional method sparkling wine. You did a great job
2: explaining that. That's awesome, yes. Perfect, perfectly. Even yeah. Pac-Man? All of it. <laughs> no, I, thank you. I don't <laughs> thank think we have the yeah. opportunity to stop and mm-hmm. have somebody explain that. So great. Yeah, absolutely. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. And we're also enjoying the one. Yes. Glad. And your story.
1: A uh, question about, since I'm looking at the bottle, mm-hmm. the label. Oh yeah. Um, it's a very interesting label as is the art for Brooks in general. Can you tell us a little bit, because I am going to post it on our Instagram. Please do. Um, and so I do want us to be able to understand what it is. So mm-hmm. can you kind of tell us what the creature is and oh, why yeah. they are biting their tail?
0: <laughs> <laughs> our label for Brooks is called the Ouroboros. And our, our photo is that of a dragon in a, a, a cyclical shape. Uh, the dragon is eating its tail. And so the idea there is um, eating the consumption of of the next to prolong the next, or consumption of the past to, to uh, proliferate the future. So it's the cyclical nature of life, really, the cyclical nature of everything. And where it comes from, um, historically, it's dated back to ancient Egypt, and it's been absorbed into several cultures since then. So Sometimes you'll see a snake instead eating its own tail. This particular image is uh, what we chose because uh, Jimmy had, had Jimmy chose us. It wasn't something that we chose. This was a tattoo that he had on his shoulder. It was something that he really subscribed to in his own life. Uh, he liked it for many reasons, but it also um, poetically also balances with the cyclical seasonal nature of the vines in the vineyard. And on an ironic, also very beautiful note, it also lines up with the cyclical nature of the inheritance of the winery and how it was Jimmy's. And his sister Janie has been assisting with its development and it will belong to, and it does belong to, Pascal Brooks. So lots of meaning behind it, but that, those were the origins of it to begin with. Everything that we do, we try to align with what Jimmy originally had stated he wanted or what we think he would have wanted so that also translates into a lot of our commitments that we have that are social and environmental here within the community um, we're a certified b corporation there are only thirty-five hundred of those in the world i believe 19 are uh in willamette valley wineries or 30 wow. 36 are wineries to begin with um I might, I might be misquoting it there, but I know for sure that um, the Willamette Valley has a high percentage of those B-Corporations. Out of 3,500 in, 3, in the world, that's a pretty good place to be. Uh, yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> that's a cool place to yeah, be. Yeah, it's a really cool place to be. And for those that don't know, a B-Corporation puts their their policies and their business practices in a position to benefit all the stakeholders. So consumers, suppliers, farmers, employees. Um, and we also put our money where our mouth is on other, other sides of that. So we're a member of 1% for the Planet, uh, started by the founder of Patagonia back in 2002. And what we do is we, we vow to donate 1% of our sales, not our net margin, but our sales, to a not-for-profit that focuses on environmental wellness and sustainability. So our money goes to Kiss the Ground in L.A. And they focus on topsoil health. Um, research and education there so we're very proud to represent them Um, but yeah I've
1: never heard of that yeah so
0: I didn't realize that that's cool so in LA in LA Hmm. we've since ventured out into other organizations and sharing more of our 1% with with others but they're our keystone partner and so every time you share every time you share a bottle of Brooks know that your dollars went towards something greater than just us wow
2: I away with words. I know. Speaking of, we haven't One heard your story. Oh. oh. We also, like, you're doing a great job of telling us about the winery Thanks. and the wines yes. and all of that stuff. Yes. But because we get to sit down with so many different people at the places, we love to hear how they ended up in wine. Oh, sure. So yours involves a great escape.
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm taking notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, so my background is uh, pretty Pretty uh, eclectic, I guess. Uh, So, I graduated from college with a background in or a degree in microbiology and chemistry. But I graduated in the middle of the Great Recession, and it was very hard for a brand new baby scientist to find a job. So, what (laughs) I know, so what I ended up doing, (laughs) teeny tiny tiny (laughs) (laughs) testicles. (laughs) <laughs> I ended up moving to South Korea to uh, teach yep, English. What, that was what I was mm-hmm. <laughs> to teach <laughs> English. To teach ESL in South Korea and I loved it. So sure. I stayed for four years. Awesome. Um, taught English, fell in love with this with the craft, traveled, explored and learned, came back to the States. I secured two master's degrees in education and did that for ten years. And then uh, I needed a change. So um, as a teacher teachers drink a lot of wine mm. and I they had keep been industry going right now. <laughs> yeah they are Rumors. that's good <laughs> rumor has it <laughs> I was <laughs> I was building up my my palate and learning all this you know as far as taste goes and as a teacher you're a lifelong learner um, I practice what I preach and I just for the sheer joy of the wine industry I had started accruing all these different certifications and lapel pins. And I'm a certified executive sommelier. I'm a certified specialist of wine. I have all these things that really were just meaningful to me. But as I was ready to make a change, it was a really natural fit to move myself from education into this field of passion that was wine. And so here I am. Three years later, I've been working for Brooks these last three years, It's my second career, and I couldn't be happier. Wow, awesome. Cool for you. Yeah, thank That's you. That's really cool. I
2: like
1: that story. I mm.
2: am <laughs> Why don't you wear those lapel pins around like little rambling yeah, so rods? Yes. Which flair do you
1: have and where does yeah, it pin, pin onto? <laughs> Dang,
2: girl. Right.
0: Rambling rod. Of, well, rambling rod. <laughs> I know who that is. No,
2: oh, well, you know who that is. Did she, you didn't grow up in Oregon
0: I did not oh, yes oh, tell oh, me yeah. about rambling rod <laughs> was Oregonians no we
2: had growing up and he would ride in in a little boat
1: it was a yeah this tv show for it was a children fake, it was a
2: fake boat but it fake would come boat. in and then he would step out of it and he wore a vest that was covered with pens
0: and kids. Pens. Like your writing utensil. Mm-mm. No. Like, um, button. pins. Mm-hmm. Pins. Mm-hmm. buttons. Pins. L- buttons. Lapel pins. Lapel yeah, pins. <laughs> he was Many a sophisticated man. Pens. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm, until you see him. Oh.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to uh, say yes to the sounds that we're hearing and invite them because we are hearing a lot of nature mm-hmm. and the fun experience that other people are having. Okay. We are on the most beautiful grounds, but we also have just right next to us a garden. Mm-hmm. And so I want to make sure that folks know that yes, obviously there are vines. Yes, yep. you guys make wine, but there's something else going on here and also fancy chickens. The oh ch- my Can gosh. we
0: talk about the chickens <laughs> with toupees? <laughs> we have, so part of our biodynamic certification is that our property is not a monoculture. We have the required percentage of additional property that is dedicated to diverse agriculture. So we have a garden that is organic. We have all kinds of different fruits and vegetables. We have summer squash, kale, different herbs. We have strawberries, tomatoes, onions. We have artichokes, all of which are used in our kitchen for our food program. as they come into season. So it's fresh and ripe and directly from beneath the tasting room. But a lot of these are also used in some of those nine preparations I shared for biodynamics. And you mentioned the chickens. Yes. We have chickens on the property uh, that we use the eggs in the kitchen as well, but they're also great for assisting with pest control. Um, And then we're hoping to get ducks in the next year or two to assist as well. So constantly improving and strengthening our really closed unit. Um to make this a self-sustaining piece of property and, and following through even further with that with that biodynamic principle. But um it's not only be- we have I'm looking out at the garden right now and you can see all the blooms, all the spring blooms. It's beautiful. We have so many flowers and they're placed and planted very strategically. We have five different native species of bees that come through our vineyard. So we've planted these different species of flowers to assist with those different species of bees to help with natural pollination and uh, we're considered an insectary because of it. Um, We also do house bees on property to harvest honey Uh, so we have we have that going for us too.
2: Holy cow. I know this is literally a one-stop shop. (laughs) I feel like a hummingbird almost hit me in the face but it did. I watched it. It was pretty loud. It's over there right now. I've been keeping my eyes on it just in case it wants to
1: get you again. I'm impressed (laughs) that you didn't freak out. (laughs) She's a trained professional. (laughs) Well, so we've talked about wine. We've talked about the amazing story. uh, We've talked about the grounds here at Brooks. Is there anything else that listeners, our crushers, should know about brooks winery and what to expect when they come here
0: oh gosh uh we have so many stories that just pop up as we pour different bottles so i i I think for the program i won't share any more today but i welcome you to come on out there's always something new to learn when you come. Uh, Our our associates always have different stories to share and we share them freely, ask questions. We love to answer those nerdy wine questions. (laughs) So bring them and if you're not interested in that nerdy wine knowledge that's perfectly fine too. We want you to come and stay and enjoy so um, really a a community for all. If you're not a wine drinker that works too. We always have three Craft beers, local craft beers on tap, and we circulate those throughout the year. Non-alcohol drinkers, we can accommodate you as well. We have espresso, root beer, lemonade, and of course water. Uh, And then our excellent food program. Uh, We have a a menu with five different entrees that change every month. So come out, have lunch, stay, linger, enjoy. Their best place to find the latest info is on your website? It is, brookswines.com. I think we own a couple of those different websites. So if you type in Brooks Wines, Brooks Winery, Brooks Winery, you will find us. Um, So uh, go ahead and type into Google and find us that way. Um, It's it's accurate, updated information, including hours, uh, reservations, spots to reserve, our menu, our flight menu, our experiences, both in-person and virtual, and our calendar of events. Perfect.
2: Yeah, April,
0: we can't thank you enough for your time. Mm My stories. pleasure. It really is. It's easy to represent Brooks. And I'm I'm so happy when people want to hear the stories because I have so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll come back.
1: We'll hear more. But uh, Crushers, come out here. Come to Brooks. Enjoy the wine. Enjoy the views. Enjoy the stories. Check the <laughs> calendar. Make a reservation. And get yourself to Brooks. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yes! yes. Oh, yes.
2: My new movie.
1: Woo! <laughs> Are you a bold girl? I am. Shh. I'm the okay. girl. Thank you, April. Thank you, April. Thanks, ladies. <laughs> Yay!
2: Well, oh, that man. was a really
1: great time.
2: It was. Thank you so much to April and to Brooks Wine for hosting us. It was a beautiful day. We had a wonderful time. Uh, it's just such a great spot. It really is. Um, I encourage everybody, make an appointment,
1: go to Brooks. Everything is going to just blow your socks off. It's such an
2: awesome spot especially those chickens with their hair
1: oh go check
2: out the chickens (laughs) um the thing about brooks is that they will definitely be changing their flight so we got the april flight so what you heard you might not taste all of those you might taste some of them in the month yes oh yes thank you Yes. so the flight changes so you might see some of those wines you might not but a new one will be coming about What is exciting is that May will kick off their Pizza Fridays. Yeah, yeah. So they've got their wood-fired pizza oven out there, and they're getting ready to fire it up again. The first one coming up Friday, May 21st. Whoa, whoa. Maybe don't tell anybody because reservations are required, and I'll
1: probably forget to make my reservation till the very end.
2: Why don't we do it right now before we publish the episode? Okay, good idea. Yeah, let's go do that. And then um,
1: what else? Uh, they have a lot, a lot of things. So if you are someone who has been missing events and you are ready and you feel safe going out and being around people, Brooks has a lot going on. And I know that they are going to be also as safe as possible with everything that they're doing. But they have cooking classes, they have brunches, they have concert series, um, they have a dinner amongst the vines. Mm. And this is all happening in the months of May and June so if you're ready by summertime I'm sure there's just going to be more and more events.
2: Yeah they know how to do it and they've got cool spots they've got plenty of outdoor spaces and you just got to get up there especially if you haven't been but even if you have it's always a treat to go back it is it's a treat to go back with you sarah oh wasn't it just a walk down memory lane Aww. <laughs> shout out pam for bringing us together pancakes
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure she loves that <laughs> oh, yeah. yes
2: all right then um until next time we do have some exciting things scheduled definitely
1: stay tuned for more happenings and of course as the summer Starts, we become a little bit more fun,
2: available. (laughs) Both. What else? That's it. That's it. Cheers. Woo!